Hello. If you are into conversations that are habitually disruptive, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian, the Speakeasy Edition. Hey guys. Okay, I did a lot of talking today, so my voice is a little tired. But right out the gate, I need to give just a moment of celebration, a round of applause, if you will. For the people who made it to 2023 and didn't get canceled. Not because people didn't try. Not because it wasn't a potential outcome. But between them and God, it wasn't possible. And that sounds cocky, and it's actually not. What it is is confidence in... First of all, like the God that I serve and also like my confidence in him (laughs) because, and I've been, I've been saying this since all of the cancellation started in 2020, you can't cancel people if they won't bend the knee because once they bend the knee, they show their neck and people are ruthless and they're going to go for it. So like, let's rewind three years. Let's go back to Let's say, let's go back to like three weeks from now, three years ago. So mid-April, end of April, we're into May of 2020. So we've all been locked in our houses for a couple months now. Our kids just missed a bunch of school. We haven't seen our friends. We're really tired and terrified because a shit ton of people are dying. Like, No, we're probably at hundreds a day at this point. But like a lot of people are dying. If you go out in public, you have to wear a mask. And I realize I should probably put some kind of trigger warning on this. But we get into May, midway through May, a black man named George Floyd dies at the hands of a police officer named Derek Chauvin. And America is on fire. That was so unreal. And so June 2nd, Instagram is blacked out. It's all the little black squares and everybody's posting them. You've got everything from celebrities to social media influencers, Christian and not. They post their little black square, hashtag blackout Tuesday. They go silent the rest of the feed. And then the black square becomes the AIDS ribbon from Seinfeld. If you've never seen that bit, you can YouTube it, where Kramer's at the AIDS walk, he's like there to support the cause, but because he won't wear the little ribbon that they give you to wear, they beat the crap out of him. That happens if you didn't post the little black square. Same time we get the hashtag amplify melanated voices trend, which I loved. I amplified the voices of Candace Owens and Thomas Sowell, who are two incredible political minds that I really respect. That did not go over well. (laughs) People were really mad that I was amplifying black conservative voices. So apparently it was amplify some melanated voices, not all of them. So anyway, I would say the melanated melanated voices situation, there was like a small attempt at some outrage, but I wasn't big enough for it to really honestly matter. And then voted for Trump in 2020, right around that time was the whole taking care of babies thing. I don't know if y'all remember 
that happening where she she has a pretty big account and some crazy figured out that she had donated to Donald Trump's campaign, I think in 2016, and put it on Instagram and this whole little crazy group formed and they tried to get taking care of babies canceled and then she ended up growing like 500,000 followers or something like that because she didn't come out and apologize. She didn't do the back bends and say, oh my gosh, you're right. I can't, you know, I'm just, it was a past mistake and it was so embarrassing and I'm so sorry. She just was like, everybody is welcome at my table and in my space. And it makes me sad when other people don't feel that way, but it is what it is basically. And I just super respected that response from her. And there were a lot of other people who had similar responses who are the ones that I'm referring to, right? That made it through I would say like 2020, 2021, it started to slow down in 2022. And I think now it's so fascinating because the tides are starting to turn. I can tell you from like a personal influencer position, what it feels like. I'm not speaking for anybody, but what it feels like is big businesses, not like huge, like Walmart or Coke or something like that. But like these smaller but pretty big sized businesses are realizing, oh, shoot, you know what? Conservatives spend money, too. And we've really we've really ostracized and or not optimized, not pounced on the opportunity to like reach this whole group of people. Now, that could sound bad. And I guess if you want to look at it that way, it could be. I see it as still a little bit of a risk like you're still putting your neck on the table a little bit because there's still a chopping block it's just the line's not as long to get to it anymore and so I've had multiple brands reach out and want to work with me in the last couple of weeks and I've just been so encouraged because I mean, granted, my platform was growing, so I'm not trying to say that I should have had all these brands pitching me before by any means because I've had to grow, but I'm impressed and like encouraged by seeing these brands come around and want to work with an open conservative. There, you like, there's no, oh wow, I didn't really know what you stood for. It's all on the table. Making new friends is delightful, but they're willing to work with somebody like that. I respect that. And those are people that if I love their product, then yeah, like I'm willing to put that in front of people, in front of my audience and say, hey guys, not only do these people make a great product, they also don't hate your guts. They also like don't think that you're a bunch of in the sticks, redneck idiots that maybe conservatives, I don't know, have a brain and have a set of beliefs that are different than yours and like that's okay. I think the unfortunate thing is, one, the people who just mentally, like, couldn't withstand 2020 and 2021 on social media. And I was very nearly one of them. I would just, like, there was definitely a stint of time there that I did not know if I had the mental fortitude to survive online. So that is not a judgment call. But I kind of... Am interested in where those people are now, if they stayed on the internet at all, or if they have quite literally cut the cord 
and don't really have not only do they not have an internet presence, they also don't have an internet consumption rate. That would just be really fascinating to me. And also the people who got such a sick, sick high and probably level of fulfillment from trying to cancel people. Because you know those people were just like behind their phones. Just, it was just constant. Like it was just this constant turmoil between Reddit and DMs and comment threads. And I'm that still happens for sure. Those like people still exist, but I do feel like the frenzy has lessened to a degree. And so I'm like, where are those people? Have they are they still doing it just for something else, for someone else? They've moved on. But it's my hope that our takeaway now, okay, let's let's be retrospective and intuitive and look at the last three years and let's evaluate what worked and what didn't can we agree that if someone has their own convictions and their own beliefs and you can't rip away their income or fear monger them you know and break their minds you really can't cancel them like it is possible to become uncancelable Look at somebody like Joe Rogan. I mean, Joe has been in the game for a long time and he's one of the greats and I have so much respect for him and he is killing it with his podcast, absolutely killing because he's uncancelable, because he doesn't give a single crap what you think about him on an intellectual level, he doesn't care. And on a financial level, he is making so much money in his own right in something that they tried to strip from him. They tried to go for Spotify and Spotify was like, Spotify was like uh, no dog, do you know how much money he brings in? Like, we're good. Wanted to take a second and make sure you knew that my flagship course for content creation and social media growth and management is going to open for registration on March 28th. This is a six-part course that is not just for content creators. It is for anyone who wants to leverage the power of social media and free marketing for their business, their ministry, their personal voice, and it goes through everything you could possibly need to know about showing up well on social media, being true to yourself, keeping God as the focal point, and being successful, monetizing, and growing. You can find out more about Run Your Race by going to thegirlnamedblake.com course. Join the waitlist. Don't miss it. It's going to be awesome. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. So you can't break his bank. You can't break the man's mind. Who's uncancelable. And I wish, I don't think, I'm not saying that that's some scientific formula, but also that's probably something that I have only been able to evaluate and see on the other side of it. Because then when you're in it, it was just like turmoil. It was just crazy. And you're just trying to keep your head afloat. And I mean, I can remember it was just, it was crazy. I would wake up and check my phone and be like, what psychopath is in 
my DMs today. I mean, the messages I got, nothing compared to what I've seen it from other people's accounts like they've experienced. But I remember Christmas of 2020, I remember exactly where I was. I was like sitting on my couch. The Christmas tree was all lit up. And this DM comes through and it's somebody saying that they hope my kids get COVID and die. And as someone with a history of my oldest child did in fact almost die at 13 months old. It was the most traumatic thing I've ever walked through in my life. And I found a lot of healing, thankfully, in that and will continue to heal. But it was very triggering in that moment and got like, you know, real panicked and freaked out by like this stranger that doesn't know me. They may think they know me, but they don't. And I actually responded. I think at the time I was still, (laughs) I was still doing that. And I just responded and was like, I cannot tell you how heartbreaking this message is to read. Like this broke something in me because I've already almost lost her once. And the fact that a stranger would wish that experience on me again, that just breaks something in me for humanity. And the person actually ended up being kind of apologetic. I don't think they were really expecting a response. I think it's really easy to forget that there's a human on the other side of the phone. And so the person ended up, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. My dad just died from COVID and I'm just devastated. And seeing your irresponsible content about COVID just upset me. And it was this really crazy experience where it was like these two worlds colliding of what your world was built around. And so mine was built around a belief in God and a faith in him. And was I worried and afraid for myself, for my family, for my kids? For sure, for my parents. But it, this other person's reality was built on like this fear of COVID and the impacts of that and dying. And so our worlds had collided where two very real fears and belief systems came head to head And she lashed out because like that stupid Pinterest saying of hurt people hurt people is actually a saying for a reason. So that experience of her kind of rubbing up against me and realizing, oh, shoot, there's another person on the other side of this that I'm just spewing hate at because I'm hurting, because I'm angry, because I'm not dealing with my own feelings. That's really what all of this is. And I realize that's a bird's eye psychological view. But you can really look back at the last three years and see the cancellation mob and what happens on Reddit threads and just like the really hateful, dark part of the internet. That's some Matthew 7 stuff right there. That's some everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Rain fell. Floods came, winds blew, beat on the house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. That's in the Bible. Like (laughs) that's, to me, that's what's happening is 2020, 2021. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on the house, 
but it did not fall because it was founded on the rock. People who react out of hate and in vitriol and violence and petty attempts to hurt other people and take away their livelihoods and wish ugly things on their lives and their families and their loved ones, those people's houses are built on the sand and they are having a great fall for a reason because they spent the last three years saturated in hate. It has to be so hard for those people to look at the ones that they tried to get canceled, that they tried to ruin their lives, that they tried to do all of those things to, not just fine, but thriving. Not all of them, but I look around and I see a lot of the women in the space that I'm in, they are thriving. They have families that they love. They have an honorable source of income that helps them support their family. They love their work. People listen to them and are guided by their discernment. I don't know about you, but that feels very like you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows because you know what the definition of an enemy is. It's one who feels hatred toward, intends injury to, or opposes another. Something destructive or injurious in its effects. I would say that the cancel mob and everything that went with it, it was a lot of people's enemy. And I'm thankful to have made it to the other side, for sure not without injury and not without scars and not without new parts of myself that I would have rather not pick up, but I'm stronger for it. I'm better for it. I understand my beliefs more because of it. I have had more opportunity, I think, than I could have ever imagined because I wasn't willing to play the violin while the Titanic sunk because I was willing to stick to my guns and stick to my beliefs. Now I'm kind of getting the chance to work with brands and have those opportunities while not having to pretend like I don't believe that abortion is murder. (laughs) I don't have to pretend like I don't think that watching Dylan Mulvaney pretend to be a little girl isn't freaking weird. I don't have to do that stuff because I stuck to my guns and I didn't bend the knee when the cancellation mob came. And there are a lot, a lot of other people who have had very similar experiences. And I just have to say, I'm kind of proud of us because there are a lot of us on a like influencer as my job level and on a, I have something to say. And so I'm going to add my voice to this conversation, which is a lot of people's experience with social media as well. Those are the people that were in the trenches right? And the ones that stuck it out, that made it, not only made it through it, but didn't bend the knee, I'm just proud of us. Because I really do think that now on the other side, could we do something crazy? Like, could I get canceled? For sure. I could really, I could go real off the rails and get myself canceled. And we're just going to pray to the good Lord that that's not the way that my story goes. But for my beliefs, you, you can't, can't cancel me. And there's something really gratifying about that. And I hope that a lot of people are having that experience. Not that people are going to come around and like apologize or tell us that we were right or that relationships will even necessarily change for those of us who lost very, like very real friendships. In the last, I mean, it really kind of started in 2016, but 
It's not having those expectations. It's just this very quiet, very humble sense of pride. Because sometimes pride can be a good thing. I know we all are like, pride comes before the fall, but also it's worth it to sometimes be proud of yourself for doing hard things. And we did really hard things for a long time. And I'm proud of us. And I just wanted to remind you again that it's okay if you're tired. You're coming out of three years of collective trauma. And it was really crazy. Like, I mean, it was the freaking wild, wild west out there for a little while. And that's not to say that it won't be again or that it's not still a little bit. But I just, I do feel like the tides have turned in some ways. 